This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, December 18th, 2020. December 18th. We have one week to Christmas, everybody. Seven days left. Seven days, well, actually six days, six shopping days left. Can't shop on Christmas, I guess. But you're a week away from Christmas and two weeks away from New Year's. Just two weeks. Then we're into 2021. Man, time goes by fast. We'll be there soon. Hopefully, 2021 be a lot different than 2020. Hopefully, we'll get on top of this COVID thing. That vaccine seems to be working. Uh, everybody's getting everybody. I can't say everybody. Every all the, you know, it's going to take months to get it all out there. But they have millions of doses already ready to go. Especially uh, the next one is in line that's got approved, and that'll probably be out by. What, Monday, Tuesday? I don't know. Very, very quick. And I, I already have millions of doses. But, of course, they're going to go for the, the high-risk people first, which, of course, is the healthcare people. Then the older people. I think I fit in that group. <laughs> and then on down. You know, people who have uh, pre-existing conditions, just like they should. You know, I, I have no issue. That's how it should be done. People at risk first. Anyways, that's happening, and that's going to make next year a much better year. By this time next year, all the restaurants that are left will be open, hopefully, in business, hopefully. I hope there's a big spurt of everybody going out to dinner, going out to get a haircut, everybody going out to their gym, wherever it is they can do, go do it. You need Everybody needs support. Those people have jobs, need help from those people that are barely hanging on. That includes, that, that means me. I'm going to. Do whatever I can do. And, of course, the stock market, I think the stock market is going to do well next year. I don't think it's going to suffer. I think it's going to improve with the, along with the economy. Is it overpriced? Many parts of the stock market are overpriced. Yeah. Can it be more overpriced? Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no guessing the top or the bottom. There isn't. You just do the best you can to protect yourself. Okay. Um, one thing I can say for sure you got to be prepared and ready for the volatility. That you can do. And there's ways to do that. We've talked about it on the air many times. Anyway, today's trivia question concerns money supply. You'll be surprised to learn how much it has increased since 1970s. And why? Money supply. I'm Steve Peasley, and today in this program podcast, I'll do my best to provide unbiased answers to your financial questions. Any Financial and investment questions are welcome. The number is 888-99-CHART. Remember, you drive the market. You do. You tell me. You drive the show, I mean. You tell you tell me where to go with the show. The, Dow, the market was down today. Dow down 124. NASDAQ down 9. And the SP down 13. So not a big day, down day, but down. But it was a pretty good week. Week was up. So... Okay, well, let's go ahead and take our first caller. Let's talk to uh, James in Sonoma. How you doing, James? I'm doing pretty good. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. You too. Um, uh, I want to talk about CNA. It's a bank. I keep hearing about people uh, talking about financials, financials for next year. I'd like your opinion on this one in particular and the banking sector in general. 
I only actually own one stock that is a bank stock in my IRA, and that's J.P. Morgan. Uh, everything mm-hmm. else would be a would be in a mutual fund or something like that. What do you okay. think of this one? Call America, everybody. Call America. Call America. I'm not sure how the which, how, what the pronunciation is. Holding company for Call America Bank operating 550 banking centers primarily in Michigan, California, Texas, Arizona, and Florida. It is a $7.3 billion company. They made $7.77, the largest amount of money they made ever in 2019. Then this year they're going to make two dollars and ninety-two cents, and next year four dollars and one cents. So sales have kind of collapsed this year, but that's pretty typical of most banks. So the question is: Is it a good buy? Should we buy it now while the price is low? Well, it's at fifty-two dollars and fifty-nine cents a share. The highest it's been is one hundred and two dollars. That was when it made seven seventy-seven. So. If it ever goes back to 77.7, you figured it'll be a double on the stock. Meanwhile, while you're waiting, it's 5.2% yield on the dividend. That's pretty good. Can they keep that dividend yield? Yes, because cash flow is really healthy, $9 a share. So I, I think it's a pretty decent bank. It has moved up. It got It was as low as almost $25 back in the COVID collapse in March, and it's doubled since then. So, you know, you, you missed a big part of the run, but if they recover, this would be a good bank to, to own, this solid bank, solid, solid bank. James, appreciate the call. Thank you. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and Christmas is just around the corner, seven days, as I said, and lots of changes coming. So while we adjust to the new way of celebrating this year, because a lot of changes have already been here, we should remember that the task of building our financial freedom still continues. It doesn't matter, you know, COVID or no COVID. You still got to you got to be prepared for you got to get prepared for retirement or live in retirement. So your goal is always the same. You need strategies. Give me a call. 888-99-CHART. Look at the calendar. It's December, and the markets have been interesting. So you've got finance and investment questions for Steve and Justin. The InvestTalk phone lines are open, and your calls are welcome now. InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So as I mentioned earlier, the market was down today, but not, not hugely. Not, not, not enough to make uh, make anybody or anything nervous. Uh, my focus point today: mortgage rates have fallen to another record low. You know how many times it's done that this year? A record low this year, mortgage rate? fifteen, fifteen different times. Anyway, so what is the average thirty-year fixed rate? Do you know? Should you refinance? Often should you refinance, and is it worth it? Those are the kinds of things we probably will discuss. What else do I want to talk about? Well, how about Bill Gates? You know he backed an electric electric vehicle battery maker startup? Do you know anything about it? Called, called QuantumScape. QuantumScape. We need to talk about that. 
Uh, did you see that Robinhood got fined uh, $65 million? I want to talk about why, you know, everybody that has Robinhood, you need to think twice because, you know, those free trades are not necessarily free. So we'll talk about that. And 80% of the local restaurant business in New York City is thought to go out of business by the time COVID is done. 80%. 8-0. No wonder they're so angry. You have a little mom-pop pizza place or whatever, uh, a little restaurant, and you're doing fine. Then COVID hits. Then they shut you down. Then they let you reopen. Then they tell you you got to pay all this money to do things and you know get social distance. Oh, now you can open up outside. No, now you got to shut back down. Think if you if you those people who've never tried to start up a small business don't have a clue how difficult that is. There's no there's virtually no empathy in my opinion from the politicians. There isn't. They have no clue. Well, we're just going to have to shut down. You're you're putting people out of their livelihoods. Workers who work with the people out of their livelihoods. You just can't be cold-hearted and say, let's just shut down. Yeah. Especially if the, you, when you're saying, well, don't get me started. Especially when you're saying other places can be open. I, I went to Costco today. It's all right. It's open. No problems. Why? Why is that open and the restaurant right across the street that has social distancing, wear a mask, closed? I don't get that. That, to me, seems wrong. Anyways, I don't, now, I'm, now, I'm getting, now I'm getting on my, my, my soapbox. I apologize. <laughs> We're going to talk about different things, okay, during the show. We'll talk about whatever you want. Remember, it's Friday, so I'll also give you the highlights of the KPP Premium Newsletter today. So let's go ahead and get started to a live call as, as what's that? Cetheron, Cetheron from Cupertino, California. How you doing? Uh, hi, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Thank um, you. Uh, I had a question on Sterling Construction. It's uh, S-T-R-L as in Larry. Sterling oh. Construction. Okay, Sterling Construction Company? Right. Okay, I bought it. the stock uh, earlier this month and... Uh, it has gone up 25%. Good for you. I got it for, uh, I thank you, and I was uh, hoping to get your opinion on the long-term trend for this, uh, given that it's a construction company. And, okay. Uh, and it's a value stock is what I thought. So I would love to hear your opinion, and I'll take your answer on, on, on the Okay. End. Yeah, I, had, I really had a big jump today, it looks like, uh, or just recently. Uh, let's see. Um it's headquarters in Texas, Woodland, Texas, provides heavy construction and building services for transportation and water infrastructure. And I think that's where a lot of money is going to go from these spending packages that they're passing. So that's, I, I think they're in a good, healthy spot. Their sales have been increasing in the last four quarters. Before that, they weren't. They were flat. But the last four quarters, sales had four quarters ago, 36% rise, then a 32% rise, and a 51% rise. And the most recent quarter, 31% rise. So sales are really doing well. The stock is a $19.99 stock, and it's going to make $1.88 next year. So that's what, 11 PE? Return equity is 14. Cash flow is $1.77. Mutual funds, well, they're not buying, they're not selling, kind of just hanging in there. So um, 
I think it's it's on an upward trajectory, and I think it's in a good situation as far as future growth. So um, you could it is the the biggest danger in this company is how big it is. It's small. It's tiny. Five hundred sixty one million dollars. So when you have a really tiny company like that, things can come along to to, to boost it really high or destroy it. So, you kind of take a risk when you have a really tiny company like that. So I would probably be very quick to take profits in my because of the size, not because of the prospects. I think the prospects look good, but the size scares me a little bit. S-T-R-L, everybody, Sterling Construction Company. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So what's on your guys' mind? Are you done Christmas shopping? I haven't even started. Don't tell anybody. I haven't started. I, I, it's just been a busy year, so it's been difficult, difficult for me. Um, anyways, um, Bill Gates had uh, started a, a startup company. He started, uh, was a backer of it, and this is a battery startup, and it's called QuantumScape. Symbol is QS. Take a look at that. And it's losing money badly, and it's probably going to continue losing money badly. But I want to talk about why Bill Gates invested in it and what makes it any different than anything else. It's a fairly new IPO. And I always tell you, don't invest in IPOs. And I still say that. But it's an interesting company. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. For investors, the need to remain vigilant never ends. There's lots of crosswinds, a lot of volatility, risk tolerance, things that you have to think about. You know, how much risk do I want to take? Do I let fear or greed make dictate my decisions? Hope you not. Hope not. So, we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Your participation is really important. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener, you may even have called a few times, but if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. Okay, it's Friday, and on Friday, I give you a quick rundown on some of the benchmark numbers. The two-year treasury yield, 0.121. Okay, uh, last week it was 0.117. And the 10-year yield at 0.925. Last week it was 0.885. And you probably ask me, you probably say, well, why is he giving me these yield curves of the two-year and the 10-year treasury? And it's very simple. If you're going to manage your own money, you have to understand the, how the economy works. Why do I bring that up? You're talking about these yields? Because you want the yield spread to be normal. Every time the yield spread has been inverted, meaning the two-year yield increases above the 10-year yield, we've had a recession every time. Even in this one, this COVID recession, the, the, the two-year yield was higher than the 10-year for just a few days last year and we had a recession this year now <laughs> i don't think anybody could have predicted covid but 
That's why I tell you these things. It's important. Gold, $1,890 an ounce. That's up $40 for the week. Oil, selling at $48.96. That's also slightly high. Why are old gold? Why am I telling you gold and oil are up? Because they tell you a story. You should know why they're up. Go look at the dollar. The dollar fell. The dollar has been falling. Gold has been recovering. Oil's been going up because the dollar's weak. Another reason, there's reasons why I'm going over these numbers. We just got to realize that it's important. And what does it mean? The national average for a gallon of gas at $2.21. Of course, you got to add a, a dollar here, $3.18 in California where I am. So you're probably asking me, well, why you live there? Well, that's probably a good question. Okay, for instance, Oregon, Oregon, the average price for a gallon of gas, $2.58. Maybe I should move there. Anyways, we love live calls, everybody, because we can interact with the listeners. So let's go to uh, Ray in Los Angeles. Ray. How you doing, Steve? I'm good. Thanks for the call. No, thank you for taking me. I'm a huge fan of this show. I've called on here before, and uh, I really appreciate what you and Justin do. Thank you very much. Uh, my question is for a ticker symbol MMEDF OTC market. It's uh, MindMed, a biotech company. Um, it's kind of in the early stages, but I see I see a lot of potential, especially with uh, risk versus reward. Um, I got in uh, just below a dollar, and it's had a pretty pretty nice boom over the last couple of weeks, as you can probably see. Um, uh-huh. And uh, I'm I'm kind of holding it for the long term. Um, but like I said, I see a lot of potential with this, um, and I just wanted to uh, kind of know your opinion on it and kind of know your opinion on this space. Okay. Um, this is a very, very small stock. It's over-the-counter. Over it's not traded on the major exchanges yet because it's too small. Therefore, you all, whenever, you, whenever you're involved in that kind of stock, Ray, you should in your head say, okay, I know this is an extremely risky stock. May have a great story, and you love the story, but it's still extremely risky. So, if you bought it at a dollar, and it's what three dollars and three dollars fifty nine cents now, I'd be taking at least what I put into it out. If you bought it with a dollar, get back a dollar a share and sell some to take some of those profits. And you're saying, well, you have faith in it. Well, these tiny companies, you can have all the faith in the world in them. But a bigger company could come along and put them out of business. Uh, they're, 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 when they're tiny, they're very susceptible to problems. So you got to be really, really careful. Make sure when you this is only one stock out of many stocks that are much better, much healthier, much stronger. Um, but you can. All, it's okay to take a risk like this. You know, it's okay to take it, but just realize it's extremely high risk. So don't fall in love with it. Remember, the stocks don't love you. Why would you love them? They don't fall in love with you. But people fall in love with their stocks, their companies. Now, do you, do you know what you fall in love with? Strong fundamentals, strong earnings, strong growing sales. Those things you can fall in love with, but not the whole company. You know, the company could turn on a dime on you. And in in inside a day, you can get crushed. So be very, very careful. Okay, please. Anyway, I want to talk about Bill Gates and his putting uh, putting up money to on a startup called QuantumScape. 
QS. It's a IPO. What is interesting about it? This is why I'm bringing up. By, by the way, they already have a $22 billion market cap. So do not. It's super expensive already, and they don't have. They're not making any money. They don't plan on making money. And you know we got to be. It's very high risk. Okay. The thing, uh, gee whiz, I'm running out of time. I, I'm still going to talk about this because I want to give you some information about that company. Okay, we know you have another. We know we have another stimulus package coming through Congress, right? Without taking sides, I thought it might be instructive to focus on the systematic impact of what looks to be a policy of unlimited dollar printing. So, as we go to break, here's my two-part trivia question. Since the gold standard was removed, the amount of United States dollars in circulation has steadily increased. Can you name the year in which the U.S. president, uh, in which a U.S. president took us off the gold standard? And what was our total money supply that year? After the break, I'll have the answers for you. But for now, my phone lines are open. 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com slash today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, 
every time or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Invest Talk. Christmas will be here soon. The start of a new year promises many changes. For investors, the challenge will be how to stay focused on maintaining your assets while navigating market volatility. That's where Steve Peasley and Justin Klein can help. The phone lines are open and waiting for your questions now. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. I asked a trivia question before the break, as I do every time I do the show. Okay, since the gold standard was removed, the amount of United States dollars in circulation has steadily increased. Can you name the year in which the U.S. president took us off the gold standard? And what was our total money supply at that in that year? Okay, first, the topic of money supply and how it corresponds with former gold standard and the threat of inflation is pretty complex. But for broad educational purposes, I can share some historical facts with you. And by the way, I got this from these figures from Investopedia.com. Investopedia.com. I love that site. So it's a, you, you know, if you need to know anything financial, go to that site. Okay, the gold standard, uh, This first of all, you might want to have a definition. A gold standard is a monetary system in which the standard economic unit of accounting is based on a fixed quantity of gold. The gold standard was widely used in the 1800s and a big part of the 1900s as well. The gold standard was removed in 1971 by President Richard Nixon. So our money used to be backed by gold. That's what it backed it. If you could, turn, you can actually turn in the dollars for some gold back then. You could. Can't do it since 1971. Can't do it. Okay, between the year of 1975 and just before the coronavirus hit, the total money supply has increased 273 billion. Okay, in 1970s to over four trillion in March of this year before COVID. So it used to be 273 billion. Now it's four trillion. Now how much has it gone up since March? Okay, remember it was four trillion. It's hard to fathom. People, yeah, it's hard for me to imagine what that looks like. Four trillion. It went from four trillion to six and a half trillion as of November this this month, and we're not done. It's that that increase is mostly because of COVID stimulus. We're not done. We're coming out with some more. So more and more and more money. Remember, we talked about inflation. How does inflation come? Where? How, what? Who up makes inflation? Well, besides supply and demand, you know, Pressures, printing of money makes inflation. I don't see it. Don't have it yet. So the job ability to maintain a secure financial future requires focus. Everybody, focus. Okay. While there are certain people suffering from a lack of jobs and business shutting down, the increase in money supply has significant long-term implications for purchasing power. Inflation. 
purchasing power of the dollar, inflation, the I word. No one wants to talk about it. No one even thinks about it because I haven't seen it so long. I remember well the 1970s and 80s when inflation was, you know, double digits. Hmm. You couldn't keep up with buying things. And you get, got raises all the time, but the raises disappeared because you couldn't buy stuff. You know, the, the cost of things were going up faster than you were getting paid. So how do you hedge against inflation? What can you do? Gold is a good idea. Precious metals. So you got to build a secure financial future. That doesn't mean you buy only gold. Guess what else works great in inflationary times? Stocks. Stocks keep up with inflation. They keep ahead of it. Let's go to Bill in Vallejo. Bill. Steve. How's it going? It's going great. Hey, I wanted to call. First of all, I want to let you know I've been a listener of yours for 15 years. And I do wow. remember the days when you and Jerry, yeah, when you and Jerry were doing the show together. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm telling you, time. Jerry was you were like else, a buddy. sometimes, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> If you called him up about a stock he didn't like, you certainly knew oh. about it. You knew about it. <laughs> right. But I'll tell you, you know, between the two of you guys, I learned a lot, and I've grown significantly from it. I mean, really, you young guys listening right now, you need to listen to these guys when they tell you listen to fundamentals. Don't chase the news. Yeah, chase the don't. fundamentals, and you'll do well. Yeah, yep, hey, you will. My question is about um, – so anyhow, I did want to say, hey, listen, I'm I'm really sorry to hear about Jerry because yeah. you know he did he did help yeah. me a lot and yeah, he was a good you know, guy. You guys were close to me. Yeah, he really was. Well, thank you. I appreciate but my that. my question is about an ETF. Um, it's uh, AMZ is in zebra A, and it's yes. it in it you know it invests in limited partnerships, and because I didn't want to get you know the taxes on a limited partnership right. purchase just outright. Will this shield me from those limited partnership uh, taxable gains? No, it will not. You'll will still not. have, okay. yeah, you'll still have issues with it. Uh, and we're talking about infra infra cap MLP ETF exchange traded fund uh, investing in high quality midstream energy master limited partnership. So it would make your tax issue more complex, not less. So. I, I, I've been staying away from these simply because of those tax issues, Bill. They pay great dividends. That's the problem. You really love the dividends, but you're also paying taxes on them. Even, and when you buy them in your IRA, then you got other issues. You still have to pay taxes, so you're not really getting away. Uh, it's just a mess. Uh, so I stay away from them. But yeah, no, you won't. Be, you advice. won't be avoiding it. Appreciate the call. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you for the kind words about Jerry. Yeah, Jerry was a great guy. He was really a great guy. And he he's smart enough to, you know, knowing that he was slowing down to stop, you know, doing the radio show and stop doing he you know, he was a smart guy. He was really really smart. Uh and he was smart enough to know, to you know, realize that things this was years ago. Uh he wasn't sharp. You know, and and I noticed that with myself. When you get older, you know that you're slowing down. Doesn't mean you're stupid. You still have a lot of knowledge and everything. It's just that you notice you're slowing down. And this is the kind of business you want smart people like Justin, <laughs> you know, uh, and our new guy, our new guy from college, has been with me for a little over. A new guy, he's been here with me for plus two plus years, but he's still a new guy. 
And the other guy, Jason, has been with me only a couple years less than Justin. So, you know, you need that. You need that. And then you need to pass on your knowledge to the next generation. That's, that's what you're supposed to do. And I, I like doing it. Okay, the KPP, the KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed today, as it is every Friday. Uh, the market, market conditions section is the first section. This week's statistics made it obvious that weakness has crept back into our economy. That's how I started it. The case is also clear. COVID-19 stay-at-home orders from various states are affecting us. It's very clear. The stock market happens, however, it's ignoring this. It's just ignoring the COVID-19. Think of, look what the market still has not collapsed. Think about it. When we first got COVID, what did the market do? Collapse. It's a brand new thing, right? Remember? 37, 40%, whatever it was. And we have more cases now, infections now, than we did back then. Market hasn't gone down. So that's what happens. That if you can learn that thing, when people, when things repeat themselves or people get used to the bad news, the, when the bad news no longer means bad news for the stock market, even though you think it should, that tells you that the market's stronger than you believe it is. Okay, that's what that's telling me. And I talked about the housing charts, which was 1.5 million. I mean, and the and the uh, the the permits were huge, 1.6 million. The housing industry is doing great, it still is. So, it you know, it, it very interesting things. And then you had you know the leading uh, permits are leading economic indicator, right? the housing permits. But we also had unemployment claims this week, another leading economic indicators, and that was 885,000 from 862,000, going the wrong direction. Because of the partial shutdown. So you have that bifurcation thing happening in our economy. So that kind of is important for you to realize what's happening there. That, that, so what's going to win? Who's going to win? What will win? The economy or COVID? I think COVID's going to lose. Economy will win. Pretty simple, I think. Just got to get the vaccine out as fast as we can, not just here in the United States, but everywhere in the world. And that will happen over the months, coming months. And we got a lot of stimulus money coming in. Thus bodes well for the economy and the stock market. Portfolio management, I talked about interest rates, you know, very low. Uh, uh, what, you know, when I, when I was talking in this context, I'm talking about trying to get yields from your investments, interest rates to pay you. Not mortgage rates where you want to reduce your payments, but as an investment, we are very low interest rates. So how do you, how do you, how do you, what do you do? What can you do? So I talk about it. I talk about dividend paying stocks and I talk about big, big, big blue chip companies, multinational companies, um, and how the tax treatment is used when you're talking about buying a foreign company that pays a dividend, that kind of thing. And I even mentioned the MLPs that we just talked about. Today's newsletter. Stock ideas. 
a Canadian-based gold mining development and exploration company with a diversified portfolio uh, in numerous projects. The company's stock price was down 35% since hitting a 52-week high in August. So was it, is it a good, interesting play now? Didn't pay much a dividend, 1.8%. But profits were set to increase by 22% this year, 23 another 16% next year. The other one was, I remember, I give you two stock ideas every Friday. The other one I looked at, a company which provides technical engineering and enterprise IT services primarily to the U.S. government. Its end-to-end enterprise IT offerings span the entire spectrum of customers of IT infrastructure. Okay, so it's a big company, and they're primarily working with the government in different Divisions, Army, Navy, U.S. government, direct, big company. And not expensive either. I named both these companies in the newsletter, obviously. So, you know, they're there. Consumer Watch. That's the other, so there's four sections of the newsletter. Uh, the newsletter. The, the many ways one can ruin the path to financial freedom and retirement. I offered some tips that can help investors do better. Uh, and, you know, that's in the premium newsletter. You know, how, you know I, I talked about hiring a financial advisor, one who's a fiduciary. You hear people talking about it. Do you know what the fiduciary means, really, to you? To you. What does it mean to you? If you hire a financial advisor who is not a fiduciary, he can offer you products that fit your needs. If he was a fiduciary, he is supposed to offer you the best products that fit your needs. That's the difference. Products that fit your needs or the best products that fit your needs at the best prices. Think about commissions when we talk about it. And that's the other thing I think. How does your money manager make money? Most of the newer money managers, the guys have been with it, and they make money, and I do too, based on a percentage of the client's asset or flat rate of the client's asset. We don't no, no longer make money on commissions. So what if you hire a money manager that that's how he makes his money, is commissions? You should know how he gets paid. There's a couple other things you should look at, too. But it's in the newsletter. You can subscribe to it, you know. Go to investtalk.com. Investtalk.com, and you can subscribe. We're going to go talk to Emilio's, my friend in San Francisco. Emilio's, how, how are you been? I'm fine. How are you doing, Steve? Good. 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 I, I, I got a story, a quick story about Jerry. I remember I called once. You were, you guys were both hosting the show, and, man, he, I thought he was mean, but he was just a very matter-of-fact guy. <laughs> but I'm like, man, he doesn't yeah, like me. No, it had nothing to do with you. <laughs> it, I know, I know. He said, if you come up with a bad idea, he's just going to tell you how he, he thinks. He, he, he's not, okay. And it wasn't personal. It never was. But, boy, he no, was no, tough no. under age. He could be tough. No, he that's could good. be tough. That's good. It, it, yeah. it, uh, uh, speaking of uh, fundamentals and, mm-hmm. and inflation, do you like Rio Tinto RIO? Okay, RIO is a symbol, Rio Tinto, everybody. It's headquartered in the United Kingdom, UK-based company with global interest in mining metals and industrial minerals. Notice it's, what, a new 52-week high uh, and has been ru- running up for some time since the COVID low of 
what, $37? It's now 76 so doubled since then. It pays a, still pays a very high dividend, 5%. Uh, it's going to make $7.06 next year, $7.65 a year after that, and that means the PE is only about 10 So, yeah, I, I like it. Return equity is 25%. Yeah, it's a $123 billion company. I think it has more room to run. I do. Thanks for calling me, though, so I appreciate it. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, as always, the same goal, to help you achieve financial freedom. And, of course, our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in at 888-99-CHART. It's been another Investor Friday, and we've all seen the market move up, down, and all around. It's called volatility, and you'll have investment and finance questions for Steve and Justin. They welcome your calls now. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Yes, I enjoy your broadcast. I have a question. I have a uh, life insurance policy, and I'm 65 years old. The policy is for thinking about my kids' future when I'm gone to leave it to them. It's a $200,000 policy, and I'm paying two oh six a month because I know it's a little high because of my health issues. But I was wondering what you thought of uh, this investment. Thank you very much. Okay. We've talked about life insurance before, and I have a background in insurance. That's why I started with. I have no problem with people buying a term life policy for a specific length of time for a specific purpose. Most of the time, I'm talking to younger people who should have life insurance because they're married, they have a couple of kids, and if the, one of the breadwinner dies suddenly, that income's got to be replaced for a while. You know, so that's a really good reason to have life insurance. If you're older and you want to just leave money to your children, your grandchildren, or whatever, and you're using life insurance to do that, that's a reason to have life insurance. I just don't think it's a great reason to have life insurance. And I'm hoping it's a term life policy that you have. $206 a month. I, I need that, a lot more information from you. Can you afford $206 a month? Is it easy to pay? Is it a term life, whole life, universal life? What kind of policy is it? Um, is a, it's a premium flat or is it going to rise as you get older? Because what happens if you're on a fixed income and you get older and old, older and the premium keeps going up every year, pretty soon you're going to cancel it because you can't afford it anymore. And then, of course, the next year you'll die. And you paid all these premium and got nothing for it. So there's I, there's so much more information I need before I can answer your question. Again, buying life insurance for a purpose is a good idea. But a lot of people buy it because someone sold it to them. They don't have a good reason to own it. The broker who sold it to you has a good reason for you to own it. So he can make a big commission. That's his reason. Okay. They're not all that way, but you know what I mean. So, so you got to have a reason for life insurance. And life insurance to me is you buy term life and invest the rest. Because whole life, universal life, they try to talk you into a higher premium so you can be an investment and you can make a lot more money. Well, it just costs a lot more money too. 
the fees are expensive. And then, then they talk, well, then, you know, you can borrow your own money later on down the road. Therefore, you don't have to pay. That's a rotten idea. So there's, so there's a lot more questions I need. Okay, let's talk about Bill Gates real fast. I want to get this in here because I think it's a very interesting thing. So we have be back to startup uh, to make electric vehicle batteries, okay? So it's a battery company called Quantum Scale, okay? And it's up big time. It's a new IPO. Don't be thinking about buying it at this point. It's a $22 billion company that has no earnings. Let me phrase that again. A 22 I'm sorry, not a $2.2 billion company with no earnings. None. None. Zero. How much sales does it have? None. Zero. No earnings, no sales, nothing. And it's a $73 stock. Okay, why? Why? This is why. They have a new battery that they're making that they think works. I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, And what's good about the battery? It can be charged to 80% capacity in 15 minutes. That's one thing. There's other things. It can be charged 800 different times and retain at least 80% charge. That's very different. So you can have 800 cycles burning the battery down, recharging, building back up 800 times. Number three, it has two times the energy density of a high-end lithium battery. Two times. That was number three. How about number four? It's non-combustible. It won't explode. That's why the stock's done what it's done. Interesting, huh? Isn't that interesting? I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. I will return next week. Justin Klein will be here on Monday. In the meantime, please remember to tell your friends and family members about our program. We have over 100 free archived Investop podcasts available. Get yours anytime you want from iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, investtalk.com. And I would appreciate if you would review and rate us. And if you want, listen live. You can do that by going every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time, going to investtalk.com. That's with two T's, investtalk, no space, investtalk.com. It's free. Independent thinking, share success. Have a great weekend, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.